they've just completely turned off like any like news, like they, they've stopped listening to the news. They've stopped, um, you know, going into some Facebook groups that are, you know, very toxic, like all these kinds of things that just have taken over their lives and just a, a ridiculous amount of information that is not serving them in any way. And it's about really understanding what you're consuming on a daily basis and what is healthy for you on a daily basis to be dealing with. Building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt, pivot, and constantly master new skills. We're Katie and Daniel Steinfeld. We've built our own innovative brokerage. And in this podcast, we've assembled actionable tips and strategies that you can implement to take your business to its maximum potential. It's time to level up. Level up. Hello. Hello. I kick it off with a hello. <laughs> what up? Today we are here live on Facebook, just hanging out, doing a little something different for our podcast episode for next week. Figured we just hang out, talk, and if anybody wanted to join us, why not? What you're calling this? Just a hangout? There's an actual topic. This is an actual, an actual podcast topic. episode. This isn't like a, hey, let's see if people show up. But uh, but by all means, if people are around, they can engage and we'll keep an eye on that. But uh, this is a new a new frontier of podcasting for us, I suppose. We've got the live thing going on, which might become what we do now all the time. I feel like it will. Yeah. Whether it's on Facebook or, or YouTube or where remains to be seen. Mm -hmm. We got backgrounds. No, we're playing around with everything today. And we have new microphones coming in on Friday. So next week's episode is going to just be, it's going to yeah. blow your minds. This awesome. is still, yeah, and still, still weak on the audio front. A little bit, the video is a little bit crisper. It's kind of crispy. Crispy. Nice crispy chicken wing. Nice <laughs> crispy chicken wing. So All yeah. right, let's get into it. All right, I'm ready to go. So hit me. What are we talking right. about today? So today we're talking about how to get out of your own way uh, with regards to the stories we tell ourselves, the beliefs we believe about ourselves, and the goals that we feel like we can't accomplish because we are feeling a little down on yourself. And with the lack of sun over the last few weeks, I think maybe we're all just feeling a little bit down and feeling in the dumps about where to take our business. So we're going to pump you up today. And this is inspired by the Jim Quick book, Limitless, which I listened to and reported back to our team earlier today. And we figured let's make it a podcast episode. Sounds like we should get moving with that. And who in this industry ever feels down on themselves? That's so not a thing. Everyone's always rainbows and sunshine, even on the cloudy days. But that being said, Let's talk about the learnings. Mm -hmm. Let's share the love and spread the love. And hello to those of you who are here and saying hello. Hello. You came. Thank you. You like us. You really like us. Um, okay. So if any, I don't know if anybody has heard of Jim Quick before. Um, he's got a lot of great speeches and TED Talks on YouTube if you go check him out there. But he grew up 
uh, dealing with a brain injury when he was a child, got into some sort of accident when he was at school, um, hit his head really hard and very difficult for him to learn moving forward. So he learned new ways to learn, essentially, and uh, is now sharing his techniques, his tricks, all that kind of stuff uh, in, in various books. So this is his latest book called Limitless. Um, and if you do listen to any of his speeches, there are uh, some talks he does where he goes through the audience and asks each audience member to just say any random word. And he gets up to like 50 or 60 words and somehow remembers every single one in the exact order that they were given. Um, so just very interesting. He's got all of these different acronyms for learning and all of these different techniques, which we're not going to get into in this podcast episode, but I thought it was pretty cool. So throw a bunch of words in the chat and by the end of this, I'll remember them, well, yeah. but I might, but I might be reading the chat word for word. <laughs> yeah. You're going to blow people's minds. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. So okay. I, I remember his name is Jim Quick. Yeah. Well, and and that's one technique he talks about in the book too, is just all about how to remember, remember people's names. And, you know, it's, you got to just tie it to something that's more memorable um, because I find for myself and probably a lot of people feel the same way as you get, somebody tells you their name for the first time and within seconds you forget it completely somehow. <laughs> so. oh, it, it ties to, we were talking with our team earlier today about how people were saying, it used to be so, and it's the same thing for me. Like we used to know people's phone numbers. Yeah. That used to be a thing like pre, even once I remember, did you ever have, I felt so cool when I was like 14, I got one of those little pocket organizers, like the little mini keyboard that folded. It was yeah. all I ever wanted. And I kept like the two phone numbers of people I knew because there were no email addresses or anything. Cause you know, I'm a caveman. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think uh, I still remember phone numbers of friends and neighbors from when I was a kid. And I could not tell you the phone. I don't even know our home phone number. I know my home phone number. Oh, you mean our, our current home phone number? Our current home phone number. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know and either. I don't know the home phone number that preceded this home phone number either. When we, Right now we call like, uh, I know this is off topic, but that's what we do. Like right now we call... Um, like for service on things like, like, let's say we need something from like the gas company or whatever. And the phone number they have on file is whatever our original home phone number mm. was. And they asked me to verify. And I'm like, I have no idea. Like I can give you my cell number and they don't have that. Yeah. And it makes it a big mess. Yeah, I, so, anyway. I, I, I still remember my home phone number when I was growing up though. Oh, me too. Yeah. Growing up, like anything yeah. that predates when I was 15, mm -hmm. all those phone numbers, I could tell you phone numbers of people I haven't spoken to since I was 15. <laughs> Wonder if their parents still live there. Anyway, yeah. so we are talking today about not remembering phone numbers. <laughs> but if you do want to remember phone numbers, this is a great book to read. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about um, the limitless model that's described in this book and the reasons you are feeling limited currently in, in the things that you're trying to accomplish or things that you're trying to learn. So basically there are three M's that included in this model. And the first one, and I think probably the most important is mindset. And basically that's just the what and what you think about yourself, what you believe about yourself and what your what you believe your limitations might be when it comes to initiating on ideas and, and, and new, new things uh, within your business or just even within your life in general. 
And, and this is going to be a theme of all of this, where even though we're talking about how to put yourself, among other things, in a position to succeed mentally and to, to believe more and all that, it's really built upon the idea of you talking to yourself. A lot of this is. It's really the conversation you have in your head and kind of winning the battle with your mind. And what's key there is not so much like you're going to talk about and we're going to discuss a lot about the tactics and methods that you employ to do that. But it's really about the, this is about you and yourself. This isn't about the outside world. And I think that it's really important to understand that that is just noise, everything that's happening outside of your head, because even what's happening there and how it impacts you is a function of the way that you're interpreting what the outside world is saying, not so much what they're saying at all. It's all just how you digest it and decom decompress it and all that. So um, yeah, so it starts with mindset and it starts with setting that foundation for yourself, building out what it's going to be in your head that you are able to use to tackle everything else that comes after. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's the idea here is all of us say like start sentences with very often, probably daily with, I can't, I'm not, I don't. And like, I, like, I don't know if you can think of an example. I can, I always go back to the example of I'm not a good public speaker. I'm not a natural public speaker. Um, I'm not sure if there's one that you often tell yourself I think, well, I'll put it in a different context. When we're parenting, mm. automatically, it doesn't matter what the kids are asking. If there's something they want, my automatic response is I'm not, or I won't, or you can't, or you can't. And it's, cre it's creating. That's about you get putting limitations on I'm other putting people. limits on other people, but it's, but no, it's. No, think of something for you. Think of no, but, but that... that's the premise of if somebody asks me if I can do something with them or whatever, like it, it is, I know it's different. It's not about, but it's me talking about my capacity to do something that probably is beneficial to me and them. And I default immediately to I'm not, and I can't, and I don't have the time. I'm just not, I'm too busy things like that, that works. It's not just with kids, but I'm just putting it in a different context of like, I'm not good at this thing. Mm -hmm. It's also just setting limitations on the stuff that really isn't limited. A lot of people ask us, how do you have the time for this stuff? Like, that's something we hear a lot. You know, you're doing podcasts and you're running a brokerage, you have four kids, da, da, da. And the only reason that works for us is because in that particular aspect of things, we've chosen not to set limits or there's no fictitious limits there where we've put boundaries on things, but we still do that in areas where we don't need them, such mm -hmm. as when the kids want to do something from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think more common ones in real estate that we hear a lot um, is I'm not good at video. I'm not um, I'm not a strong salesperson. I can't negotiate very well. Like just the typical. I can't think of content for this. Yeah. I'm not good at designing social media posts. Um, I don't know. There's there's a lot out there that I think like I, I'm I'm too introverted to um, network with people. Um, it's, it's it's every aspect, and it's and it's all the stuff you're not already fluent in most of the time because you've set limits, you know, I'll never do luxury. 
yeah. things like that, right? Like it, it really yeah. is just the stuff you've never tried because you've told yourself it's not for you and it's not part of what right. you do. And I think the key here is it's it's things that you do want to accomplish or initiate on. It's not like if you don't want to do luxury real estate, then a limited belief about luxury real estate really doesn't matter at the end of the day, but maybe it's connected to other things related to what you do on a daily basis. So just keep in mind that. And it's just about catching yourself when you are saying those sentences and try to understand where that is coming from. And a lot of times it might come from when you were growing up. Maybe somebody told you that you weren't good at this, or maybe you told yourself because you had one bad experience. Like, I can't ride on roller coasters because one time a kid in front of you puked all over you when you were on a roller coaster. And that's why don't, you can't. don't make me tell my my gross roller coaster story because <laughs> something very similar and even grosser happened on a roller coaster. Yeah. Which hasn't kept me from going back, but it is a flashback every time I go on Thunder Run in Canada's Wonderland. <laughs> but you can't, you, you've got to identify where it's come from, because if you don't do that, then it, it really leaves you in a difficult spot of trying to really figure it out and understand why it is that you're telling yourself this. Like it's, it's a lot of like deep diving into the psychological aspect of your life. And sometimes people don't feel comfortable doing that, but the more you reveal and the more you understand, the better off you can set yourself up and your mindset up for future success and getting over the limitations you might've placed on yourself originally. The, the important thing you said there too, though, is it is, it's also identifying what you want, mm -hmm. right? It's not just about breaking down every barrier. Like I don't want to eat liver. So I'm not going to tell when, if I tell myself, I don't want liver, that's not a challenge to myself to say, well, you know, if I just broke down that barrier, I'd be eating it. Well, I don't want it. Right. So there's a difference. Or like, if you put it in the, I know I'm taking it out of the real estate context, but just in general, you know, if I'm not interested or if my business plan is not about video, not because I'm afraid, but just because that's not how I've laid out my plan for myself, it doesn't mean you need to challenge yourself to do it. Right? right. But if it is something you want to do and you're telling yourself you can't, then that's what this is about. It's about letting down that guard and establishing that you've been the reason that you're telling yourself you can't. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not because you can't. Yeah, exactly. If you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. I like that. I like that. All right. And I will. You will fight for your limitations. <laughs> I want to keep them. So yeah. You want to keep your limitations? No, no, no. I want to keep them like not having limits. So whatever the opposite of what you said is, I will fight. For, I want the negative of what you just said. I, I will fight away my limitations so that someone else can have them. All right. Makes sense. All right. Continue. Cool. What's okay, the next moving animal? on from mindset is motivation. Mm. So the why, why are you doing what you're doing? And here it's all about connecting back to a clear purpose and understanding for everything that you do and your day. I'm very distracted that there's an arrow coming out of the middle of your head, but the arrow's next to my head. It's strange. Sorry. I know you're it very... threw me completely off. I apologize. But yes, let's talk about motivation. No, you don't have to move. It's fine. The arrow's just flowing right out of the top of your head uh it's funny too because i keep trying to move this way but it's this way ah okay anyway um yes backwards yeah so this i mean this is also very important and i can think of an example with with social media and feeling 
the pressure and the need to post something daily or continually put out content. But I felt over the last year that a lot of the content I've put out really isn't connecting back to a clear purpose, which has caused me to not be as consistent and um, feel as though I'm not making any any headway with with the results that I want because it's really not connecting but clearly back to the goal that I have. So um, it's really important because you you can start out strong, but you quickly taper off when it doesn't make sense to where where you're looking to go or take things. We, we, we talked a lot about this in our first episode this year with our words where yeah. we were both in different years was intention. Mine was effect and talking about basically the purpose of what it is that we're doing and how that's been a struggle and it's a focus going forward. Because honestly, if you don't know the reason for why you're doing something, it's going to either make you not do it, which is the way that I've kind of been struggling the last year is just choosing not to do things because it didn't make sense, or it'll be ineffective or leave you feeling less fulfilled and less likely to continue doing it which is more the the arena you were in yeah, where you sit back and evaluate why you were doing it in the first place and realize you might not have established that, which leaves you less motivated to do it. So yeah, purpose is, is a very key cog in the motivation wheel. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's, there's more to motivation though, isn't there? There is, there are three keys to motivation. This is so many like sets and subsets. I hope somebody in this book, like if you, it was kind of annoying after a while because every single concept he would have an acronym for, which obviously helps him to remember, but it kind of got annoying after a while. Yeah, I'm not. I used to be an acronym fan. Now I'm more just like, if the lesson makes sense, it's cool. We should make a level up an acronym. Like the first L is, I don't know. I'm just joking. Just go on. What's the next thing? What's, what's subset two of subset one of M's of motivation. Okay. So there's three keys to motivation. The first is a clear purpose, which you already mentioned. Um, And why are we, why are we doing what we're doing? Um, What are you hoping to gain from what it is that you're doing? Um, this is important, obviously. Um, so really understanding that this is why vision boards and vision balls and all those kinds of things can be super powerful because it reminds you of the reason for what you're doing, like the greater purpose, ultimately for wanting to grow your business or do whatever you want to do. So that's number one. Number two is energy. And that's a really important one. Um, it's something that I think a lot of times we overlook. We think, oh, it's it was a, we got a bad sleep yesterday. Um, whatever, I'll get over it. I'll power through. But that really has an impact on your motivation. So sleep and what you consume, like what you, um, what you put in your body, what you eat and drink on a daily basis, like you've got to be healthy. Um, cause if you feel like crap, you're not going to have the energy and then you're not gonna have the motivation to get up and do what you want. Right. And today's the only exception to that. Cause I haven't eaten lunch and I was really pumped to do this live without lunch, but yes, normally had I had lunch, I'd be having more energy than I have right now, probably, but you're right. I mean, it's, it's an impact on not just getting up and doing it, but even the effect of doing it itself. Yeah. Right. Because you might do it without energy and it will not have the same effect and impact that it would have had you felt 
powered by something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then finally, it's just the idea of breaking things down into small, simple steps. So you're not feeling overwhelmed by that big goal or that big picture. Like I want to sell 50 homes this year. That seems very overwhelming. Like how the heck are you going to start to chip away at that goal? So if you break it down, you know, week one, I'm going to find a CRM that will work great for me and input 25% of my contacts, you know, like something like that, that's a smaller step that is actionable, that you can get your mind around and get excited for um, and feel like you can actually accomplish it in that given amount of time. It's those small daily steps that will lead to big results. And this is, I mean, it's something we preach and have been preaching with every planning session we do. It's interesting when it's broken down as subsets of motivation specifically. Yeah. Because when you think about it, when you are putting a plan together, probably the most important thing you need to have is the motivation to actually put it into practice, right? Otherwise, it's just promises you make to yourself that you're going to break. So yeah. these are the three subsets that make putting those plans and those end goals into action, which again is purpose, energy, and breaking things down into smaller steps. Is there is there a word for breaking things down into smaller steps? Because it feels so, it flows you know, really you know easy. What he, you know what he calls it is the three S's, small, simple steps. Small, simple, like that's just that one step is three S's. This guy's killing me. I know. <laughs> I feel like you'd get annoyed at this book, but oh man, but it's it works for him. So yeah. you, you put that in the context that works for you. The message is still the message. You need exactly. a reason you're doing things, you need the energy to do it, and you need to be able to take it and break it down into things that you can actually accomplish in yeah. shorter periods of time to keep you motivated to keep going. And if one of those things is out of line, you will likely lack the motivation to get things done. So just because you've got a clear purpose and you've broken things down, if you had a shitty night last night and you ate a Mr. Big for chocolate bar for breakfast, you're probably Mr. not going the motivation. That's random. That. It's really random, I know. Smarties, I don't know, something. For breakfast, a Mr. Breakfast. Big or Smarties. So if, if you've been eating chocolate for breakfast... This is we're talking. Figure it out. Eat some oatmeal and have some eggs. I don't know. I guess that's that's good. But yeah, I, I think though there are those out there, and I was one of these people. When when you hear that, what you're saying, it's not you can't do things in the absence of one of these three steps. It's just the effectiveness of what you're doing, and most likely the ability to stick to it after mm -hmm. you're done. Like when you do something half-assed the likelihood you're going to do it again, in some ways might be impacted by your mindset, right? Like if you can pick yourself up and say, that was garbage, I didn't have the energy, I'm going to do this again when I'm feeling better. That's one thing. Yeah. But if you go through life lacking one of these things, lacking purpose, lacking energy, lacking the ability to break the big things down, simple, small steps, SQ, yes. then you're going to be doing things at a fraction of the effectiveness that you would have been otherwise. And that does impact your motivation to continue with it or to succeed with it in the first place in such a way that makes you want to keep going. So it's not that it's impossible. It's just that it's less effective when you don't yes. have those things in place. Exactly. Um, okay. And then finally, the last M of our series is methods and mm. it's the how, how, uh, yeah, the how, how the heck 
are you going to do what you want to do? And this is like the perfect, like situate, not a perfect situation. It's an unfortunate situation that many realtors get themselves into is they don't know how to build something. If you want to build a team, you want to start your real estate, your career, maybe you want to switch over and focus in on a geographic area for the first time in your career. How you do it is go like you could, you could be super motivated and think you know what you need to do and it could be the wrong steps or you know it just couldn't be as effective so it's really about understanding how to effectively do the things that you want or how to effectively learn um so that you're going to get see the results that you want there's got to be a tangible piece to the work that we're doing yeah. Or we're kind of no longer the professionals we claim to be, right? Mm -hmm. Like we could have the best of intentions and we could be pumped up to do it. But if we don't know what we're doing, then you're just a really excited person doing the wrong thing yeah. really effectively, mm -hmm. but to no end. So yeah. I think, I, I don't know if he puts it in some sort of a chronological order. I mean, I guess it makes sense that your mindset is right before anything else, but all of these three M's will feed each other it's like you know if there was a diagram it's like they're all interconnected in such a way that your mindset and your purpose need to be in sync but that's nothing without having the know-how of what to do the same way that if you've got the purpose and the know-how of what to do in sync that's great but if your head is in the wrong place it's not going to be done well my head What's is happening? in the right place now I'm your just head just moved head. literally in the right place <laughs> That was well done. That was that was a good segue. Good timing. Yeah. We're yeah, gonna play so with this. Let, let us know what you think about the backgrounds. I, I the more you move though with like this clear, I know that's not a physical background given that your head is all like it's like uh this pixel like blur ball that keeps moving around. I know. Yeah. It's uh it's, it's an weird. interesting new way to do things, but I also feel way crispier. Like I can see, like it looks like I've got frosted tips on my screen right now. <laughs> I don't have frosted tips. Maybe that's a new look I should bring back. Oh boy. Um, okay. So, you know, methods, like just, it, it goes back to the importance of planning things out, figuring out like the right sequence of events, like what makes sense, talking to your peers that have possibly done what you want to do already to make sure you're on the right track. Like we've got such a great industry great community of realtors in this group and in other groups where if you need help with something and somebody's already done it I'm sure they'll help um kind of guide you along take the right paths path and all that so um yeah just keep that in mind so um uh, do you want to go through a couple more things or you've got everyone at the edge of their seat do I well, that's good I'm glad um, okay, so we can talk a little bit about um, like the digital supervillains, as we like, as they like to call it in the book. Supervillains, I like that. Yeah, so we're all superheroes, everybody, but you're going to have to deal with some supervillains um, in the digital world. Um, so is that what they're called against superheroes? Is that a thing? Like they're not just villain? villains with superheroes? Like villain. Yeah, I felt like supervillains are wrong word, but that's mm -hmm. what they say in the book. So. I think he's taken it too far. A villain is a villain. It's a bad guy. It's a <laughs> bad, bad thing. It's something we don't want. We're going to yeah. defeat it. And you're about to tell us what they are. And then we're going to talk about how to defeat them. Okay. I'm so, ready. all right, let's go. So the first one is digital deluge. 
which is essentially that, that deluge. Is it? Deluge is the sport you do at the Olympics. Deluge? No, it's not. Is that luge? No, I know. I was saying deluge, like two words, oh. like deluge. I'm pretty sure the word is deluge, but deluge? maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I was thinking that when we were at our team meeting. I'm like, I should have double checked how to pronounce deluge. this word. Deluge. Digital deluge. <laughs> I used to speak French, so maybe that's my French. Uh, you might be. You might be right. It's not a word I use in my daily day to day, but I'm pretty sure. Anyway, so basically, it means an overload of information. Let's get past the all right correct pronunciation, but the bobsled. <laughs> but I think we can all agree that every day we are bombarded with a lot of different information coming from a lot of different sources, a lot of it coming from digital sources. And it's very, oops, sorry, very different, very difficult. It's going to be a great example for the next one that we're talking about. Um, it's very difficult to figure out what you should be paying attention to and what you shouldn't be paying attention to. I've spoken to, you know, a couple people recently who have said, They've just completely turned off like any like news, like they, they've stopped listening to the news. They've stopped, um, you know, going into some Facebook groups that are, you know, very toxic, like all these kinds of things that just have taken over their lives and just a, a ridiculous amount of information that is not serving them in any way. And it's about really understanding what you're consuming on a daily basis and what is healthy for you on a daily basis to be dealing with well and i yeah i think the healthy part is what's most important because it's noise and it's yeah. noise we allow ourselves to take in where what percentage of what we see in a day is relevant or useful to any part of our lives this isn't just about our business like there's importance to taking in things that entertain us and that keep us yeah. social and all that but when you really break down, and I think you had shown there was a statistic in the presentation about like the amount of information we take in in a day, yeah, as compared to like what the equivalent would have been in like free internet. Yeah, I said like compared. Yeah, basically, um, we now consume as much data in a single day than the average person from the 1400s would have absorbed in a lifetime. In a lifetime. In like, a lifetime, and and they insanity. still did okay. They discovered new worlds in the 1400s. And now it's because it's at our fingertips and it's there and accessible, but that doesn't mean you need to be taking all your time to go find it, consume it and look for more. And, I, and that ties into, it is a form of distraction, which I think you're going to jump into, but yeah, it's, no, it's noise is what it is. There's just so much stuff. Like I'm sitting here, it's not just this screen and the phone and I know we're talking about digital, but it's just as I look around the office here, like there's things that are just endless amounts of information that I could, if I chose to continue to consume until forever. Yeah. And just, and if all you're doing is consuming, there's no output and there's no conversion from the useful stuff you're, con you're consuming into whatever your purpose is and all those methods we talked about. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that leads us into distraction, which I think is the biggest issue for a lot of us is like, how many times are you sitting down wanting to work on your CRM, reaching out to people and you get a notification on your phone and get, you know, distracted reading that. And 
I don't know if it's in the book or something else I heard, but it takes approximately 20 to 25 minutes for you to get back in that focus mode once you get out of it. So if you've been focused on writing um, like a, I don't know, an email to a client and you get a phone call, getting back into that mode of create, maybe an email is a bad example, like, but just like creating a new listing presentation, for example, like it takes you so long to get back into that full focus mode of, of thinking uh, because of that one distraction. So we think we can handle more than what we actually can. Yeah. Well, and even relevant distractions are distractions. And what I mean by that is like, I keep looking down and it's not because I'm avoiding, you. I mean, the camera's up here. So even just looking at you is looking down, but I've also got us here live which mm -hmm. is getting kind of blocked out whoa and and i'm watching our own broadcast live while we're talking just to keep an eye on people who are commenting and things like that but that in itself although it's relevant to what we're doing is a distraction that if i get caught looking at that for too long i'm losing sight of the fact that like literally i'm losing sight of you but mm -hmm. also our senses can only be split so many ways they're really not meant to be split once yeah. like if we, we want to be focused on one thing but yeah. because of what's available to us with technology and all that you know we're live now so now just in this one situation rather than sitting in some of the more simplified ways that we've produced the podcast before we're experimenting with we're live in one place we're recording it for later we've got to be aware of where the camera is where the live stuff is going on the messaging, you're looking at one thing, I'm looking at another, the conversation's going in different directions, and it's all just for one purpose. So distraction is everywhere, and it's always coupled with what we just talked about before, the amount of information that's available to us as well. Yeah. Um, it's a tall task for us to be able to self-diagnose how distracted we get. Yeah. And what but is honestly, actually... I have I have felt a lot freer when I literally just turn on just any notifications. I mean, I might miss a call or two, but honestly, most calls are spam anyway. So really does it matter all that much? But um, it's even like, I don't know how you, how you walk around with one of those, like the Apple, like watches, like they're great, but I think that would drive, like, I can't even imagine the distraction that would cause from that as well. I'll tell you what I've done there. And so first of all, I haven't turned off notifications on my phone and the phone has rang three times since we started this podcast. And so even just seeing it ringing, like, you know, that feeling like I know trying to press the ignore button while I'm talking, but with my watch, I turned Bluetooth off. So this isn't connected to my phone anymore. I don't get notifications. This is just here almost now as a Fitbit. Like it's just keeping track of my steps. Yeah. Doing okay today. I took the dog out this morning. Oh, that's good. What am I at? Oof. Just step it up, literally. <laughs> <laughs> well played there, uh, all sister. Right. Okay, moving on from distraction um, is dementia. Not to scare anybody, but mm. I mean, we're just, we depend so much on technology to do all of our thinking and all of our remembering. Like, I don't know the last time I actually tried to remember who that actor was in that movie that I couldn't remember. I literally just grabbed my phone with every 
like opportunity to just look it up online. I don't give my 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 brain a chance to exercise. And that's what it talks about in the book too, is like your brain is a muscle. You need to exercise it. You can't, you're not exercising it if you're continually defaulting to your Google to answer all of life's questions. Like it's just not, and even AI, like I made a couple posts last week about you know, AI is now coming and creating listing descriptions for you and all of this kind of stuff. Like it's good, but it's also giving us dementia. <laughs> it's scary to see, like when I see our kids now, they're learning in school and all that. But when it comes to your point to anything they want to know, like it, it's already a lazy move to Google something or to go online and get an answer. But now they're not even doing that. They're just yelling from wherever they sit because something in the house is listening. Hey, Google, Google. what's the capital number? Or like, it's not even like general knowledge stuff. Like my worry with things like AI is now this is going beyond the encyclopedia stuff, like the factual, tangible things and getting into the thinking for us element yeah. and replacing our creative elements where yeah we're professionals in this industry people rely us to have a skill set and a knowledge and a creativity that goes beyond what somebody else might think who doesn't know what we know and when we throw out our ability to learn and know and retain things because we're ourselves all these fears people have in all industries about the robots taking over or about our own worth to a consumer start to be more justified mm -hmm. because like we need to be able to show how we're uniquely equipped to address the problems of our industry, not to just always rely on what the computer is going to tell us and what, yeah. you know, the buttons are going to do, because if we can do it, then everybody else can as well. And no digital output is going to, or it shouldn't equal or be better than what we're able to do as professionals who have experience and knowledge that should supersede that. Yeah. But it might get there if people keep relying on it that way. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And that leads very nicely into deduction and our ability, as you were talking about, like to critically think about something, problem solve. Um, you know, like even our daughter the other day had to listen to a song and, and report on what the song meant to the singer and she started googling it i'm like no like listen to the song think about what the message is like what are the words that she's saying what do you think is what she's thinking and and it's and i mean i don't mean to pick on her because like we we all do it you know like what 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 are people's thoughts about this well have your own opinion and think critically about it because again in this industry and in the jobs that we do there's not usually a straight answer on things you know you're weighing your experience with you know the situation with your your feeling of knowing your clients and their their um you know their tolerance for risk and all of this kind of stuff it's not a google type of question that you need to know you have to critically think about everything and put all the pieces together to build a really strong um a solution for your clients we're battling as an industry direct and I use battle loosely because it's useful in some respects, but consumers are relying on a lot of the stuff they can just look up for themselves now. And they're saying they're challenging our professionals saying, hey, 
this place is worth this because that's what this website says. And in some cases, it's coming from a place of data. In all, in all cases, it's coming from a place of data. It's not coming out of the sky. But if that's where we're at, then what is our worth, right? And we've seen instances where maybe it's a guideline, the same way a CMA might be, the same way any evaluation we do as individuals is going to be. And there's nothing wrong with leaning on the experiences of others and the opinions of others to help formulate your opinion, but we still need to be able to break something down and think for ourselves and use our unique skill sets to get things done and to answer questions, right? It even comes like when we were kids, I don't know if you ever used Cole's notes. Yeah. Like I felt dirty using Cole's notes and I now it's like the it norm. For Shakespeare, yeah, I, only Shakespeare. I couldn't, I couldn't yeah, me neither. <laughs> I still don't know what any of that stuff means, but yeah. like- I'd go there and even that felt wrong reading these things because I didn't even understand what the cheat notes were saying. Yeah. But I'd leverage that to answer the questions because like I couldn't figure it out. And that's a microcosm of what everybody's doing with everything now. Like that's like the norm. Cole's notes now are like internet light. Yeah. If you want to look into anything, you can figure it out by just looking up enough things. So we need to stay on top of really where technology is giving the answers for us and make sure that we have the ability to preserve our value that way. And not it's not even about our value. It's about just being a human being who wants to like not be a robot. Yeah, exactly. So yes. All right. And then the final villain is the, I mean, sorry to end off on a depressing note, but depression. <laughs> Um, but it, it's, it's all about like the comparison culture that we've um, entered into and continue to battle against, I guess you could say. I think all of us, if you're on social media, you've all felt in one way or another the need to compare your success, your views, your likes, your comments, the, your engagement to that of somebody else that may be doing better than you or may have been doing this longer than you and have figured some things out or seem to, you know, be, be having a bit more success, like whatever it is, we all compare ourselves to other people's success and it can lead us feeling pretty shitty about ourselves. And this, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier on is that all of these things you have to put yourself in a position to control in your own head, mm -hmm. right? We somehow choose to look at what people show us the best of themselves. And we say, shit, why am I not like that? But we don't look at the best of ourselves or enhance the best of ourselves. We use that as a reason not to pursue greatness for ourselves or to, like you said, compare mm -hmm. ourselves. And that puts us into a bit of a spiral but people are not reaching out and saying bad things to us about ourselves. And yet we somehow superimpose negativity on ourselves about things that nobody's saying and do the same in the opposite sense on everybody else, which in a sense should tell you that when people are, if you care and you shouldn't, but if people are looking at you from afar they're probably thinking similar things about you that you're thinking about them. Like, wow, why is that person so good at this? So good at that. They're not saying, why is that person terrible? Because you're not putting anything out there. Yeah. You know, you're putting out the best of yourself as well. Those who take risks, this podcast, like we're live right now. I don't even know how many people are watching, if any, right now, but who cares, right? Like this is, you're saying, hi. 
the people that are watching. Oh, you're so- I thought you actually saw somebody. Somehow for a second, I'm like, does technology now bring people's video into our video? But I mean, there's people watching right now, but that's not what it's about. It's like, we're doing what we want to do because we're trying to employ a lot of these things that you're talking about, which is another thing that we've discussed. You know, we have done however many episodes and we talk about all sorts of different things. Like, we're doing our best to employ these same things for ourselves here and it works, right? Like we're not perfect. We think bad things about ourselves all the time. Well, it, it's about understanding that you don't have to believe what you're thinking, your own thoughts. You, you know, you mess up on a phone call and you, the immediate thought you have is like, God, I'm so awkward. Why the hell can I just talk normally to people? And like, that's something that you automatically, a lot of times you automatically believe like, ah, I'm so awkward. I'm so shitty. Um, but yes, you can, you can have that thought come into your head. That's something that's very difficult to, to control, to not put in your head, but it's like, okay, think like, you don't have to believe that about yourself. Like, it's just an an opinion coming in about you and just try to slow down your thinking try to tell yourself, like, that's not true. Everybody trips over their own words. Everybody thinks they're awkward a lot of the times. And, you know, I was a little bit off, whatever, like I'm going to get on the phone call the next day. Maybe I had a shitty sleep and I'm, you know, not feeling my best. I'll, I'll be better tomorrow. I'll, you know, and probably the person had no idea that you, you know, had, didn't even think that of you. It's just you kind of being mean to yourself. So you don't have to believe what you think. It's that image of the devil and the angel on each shoulder whispering in your ears. Like, yeah. Don't listen to like have you like if you've ever seen those movies or cartoons where they do that and and you know the guy just goes like that to the devil yeah, and just like off. piss off right like yeah you need to be able to tell that voice to shut up yeah and it's hard and that's not like a simple thing where it's like oh is that all I have to do like yeah. these voices are there and louder than the other voices typically like that's just normal that that's what you're hearing and it's overpowering to the positive stuff but that's part of the process is being able to tell yourself that's not the truth and it doesn't need to be the truth the truth is what you believe and so it's about changing that mindset and that belief about what it is that is really happening so that you can go forward and be better yeah so don't be depressed (laughs) turn that frown upside down people yeah. So the idea there, just to wrap that up, is just you identify where it is that in the digital world that you might fall victim to the villains and try to eliminate those those issues or those challenges that you're facing right now. Um, you know, again, digital, social media, all that kind of stuff can be very powerful for us and our businesses and to brand ourselves and all that. But you know, it comes at a cost and it's about identifying where you need to draw the line and what you need to be saying to yourself in order to feel more comfortable and confident with, with what you're doing. That is it. So yeah, that's the book. That's That's the whole book. You're welcome. You're welcome. welcome. Go find another book and send it to us. Um, but yeah, I thought it was overall, it was a good book. I did it on audible. Um, but again, that was another thing that they talked about was just the importance of reading and how I've recognized that I was, like, I haven't been reading books forever and my, um, ability to, what's the word reading my reading comprehension has really been impacted as a result. So read books too. 
carve some time out to do that. That'll help with your focus. A book club. Yeah. With yourself. With yourself. Well, more people would probably want to join. <laughs> Maybe. For anybody who's listened to this episode, they are part of our book club now. You just inadvertently joined a book club for the last 45 minutes. So yeah, I think that there were a lot more tips and tricks and all that in there. So I guess we'll leave those for teasers for you to go out and download the book and support Jim Quick and all his acronyms. I'm sure there were, there were a few more actually, I remember that, that, uh, that we didn't talk about. So yeah, if you're into acronyms, boy, is that the, book, is for the book for you? Yeah. That is the book for you. Um, but really, I think the theme was clear, right? Really the theme at a very mushy level is you can do whatever you want to do. You can do it. You can do it. So go do it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm good. That's all, all right. I've got to say about that. Nice. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, yeah, this will be our podcast episode for next week. So if you prefer to listen through the audio version, Spotify, Apple, we'll be there. And thanks again. We will. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Level up. 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 Level